John chapter 14 from verse 6. Stand for the reading of God's word. The next stand will be on you. Um, glory. Have you been blessed by the series, The Nature of God and Christ? It, say, it has been, please, if you missed any installment, go back and watch. It's a classic. You need, you need this series. It will help you solve some confusion and miscommunication, even in the scriptures. It will help you. And it's a task job, a tasking job, rather, to be able to divide the word of truth the way we are doing, just to be able to show you the things that we show you. Amen. And we hope and pray that you appreciate it. Amen. Let's, let, let's begin reading John chapter 14 from verse 6, New Living Translation. Jesus told him, I am the way, not a way, I am the truth and the life. No one come to the Father except through me. Verse 7. If you had really known me, how I many of you understand English? You know, I say this all the time. Brighter grammar is important for Bible understanding. But what I also know is that when people, even if an English if he reads with religion, the religious glasses, he won't see right. An English professor, if he reads with religious, he'll be seeing something else. You'll be hearing something else. They'll be hearing what you're not saying. It's religion. It says, if you had really known me, you would have known who, you would know rather who my father is. From now on, you know him and have, is this clear enough? From now on, you know him and have seen him. Let's see, Brother Philip, the next verse. Brother Philip. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. He just said in verse 7, if you see me, you have seen the Father. Now that you have seen me, you have seen the Father and you know the Father. The next verse shows the Father. I will be satisfied. You get what I'm saying? So there's something about the religious mind that thinks that Jesus is not enough. So you want Jesus plus something. You want Jesus plus just, just something to mix with Jesus. And that's what we're dealing with in this series. The first installment, I, I told you, Daddy doesn't do like that. Does, Daddy does not do like that. First installment. Second installment, I showed you last week, the nature of God is the experience of the believer. You get that? So today I'm showing you that the nature of God is the identity of God and the reflection of God. Sorry, the nature of Christ, God in Christ, is both the identity of God and the reflection of the believer. I'll say that again. The identity of God in Christ is the true identity of God. The nature of God in Christ is the true identity of God and the reflection of the believer. So it's identity and reflection. Amen. So it's a double-edged sword. Let's pray. Father, thank you for grace. Give your people understanding. We rebuke religion out of this room. Let the light of God shine. Let your kingdom be expressed through this word of God's grace. Do your bidding, my Father. Let your name be glorified. Let your people be edified. Let the devil be terrified. In Jesus' matchless name, and everybody said, Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. God bless you. Amen. So I say to you every Sunday, and I begin with that this morning, that theology is for Christology. 
Christology is for soteriology. Come with me again. Theology, the purpose of theology, which is the study of God, is for Christology. The purpose of Christology is for what? Soteriology. I'm saying you read your Bible to know about the role of Christ. When you see the role of Christ, then you can see clearly salvation. So if you want to know salvation, salvation is in the role of Christ. And this document is the scripture. What I'm saying to you is that the Bible has a bias. Jesus is the bias or is a person. That Jesus is the word of God. The Bible is a book. The word of God is a person. That is how your Bible can fall to the ground. Doesn't mean that Jesus has fallen to the ground. That the word of God has fallen to the ground. Because the word of God is a person. The Bible is the book. The Bible is the book. The Bible is the book. Bible says you search the scriptures because in them you think you find eternal life. They are they which testify of me. That means if you read the Bible and you don't see Jesus, you have not read properly. So you can read the Bible and see historiology, philosophy, anthropology, but that can deliver salvation to you. So every time you read the Bible, you want to carefully look for Jesus because Jesus is the accurate, absolute interpretation of the scripture. Jesus is the accurate and absolute interpretation of, I've shared this to you before, if God is the baker and the bakery, Jesus is the bread, the word of God is the recipe. The word of God is the recipe. So you can open the scriptures and then you can bake your bread and now you can then taste and see that the Lord is good. So if you understand this, every time you look at your Bible, you should be looking for Jesus. Because Jesus is the accurate interpretation of the scriptures. The scriptures testify of Jesus. So when you see the stone that the builders rejected, he saw stones and Jacob was traveling one time and running away from his brothers. The Bible says he saw stones and slept on the stones. He put his head on the stones and yet had visions of heaven. Angels ascending and this. I don't know about you. Me, if I don't sleep properly, I, I don't sleep well, if you know what I mean. This is guy. He's sleeping on stones. Stones. Stay with me. He's sleeping on stones. He's on, on the stones and he's having vision of angels ascending, not descending first. So they're already here with him. He didn't know. Oh, come on. He didn't know. So he had visions of angels ascending and descending. He ascending first before descending. And now that stone that he slept on is a shadow of Christ. For we keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. So if you just read the story of Jacob sleeping on the stone without seeing Jesus as the stone, you would have missed the juice of the text because Jesus is the accurate interpretation of all things. Are you with me this morning? So with, if you just read and Jacob slept on the stone and you don't know what the stone is because the stone is on Christ, the solid rock I stand. He is the stone that the builders rejected. So Jacob slept on stones and had visions of angels ascending and descending. Samson slept on Delilah's lap and they took his hair, his anointing away. Be careful where you lay your head. Be careful where you lay your head. 
One man slept on stones and had visions of heaven. Another man slept on Delilah's lap. That should be succulent, very, very comfortable. As comfortable as it was, it was destructive for his destiny. Be careful where you keep your mind. It may be a comfortable thought, but you're losing something. Oh, God. You're losing something. Oh, you're losing something. You're losing something. But you don't know what you're losing. Be careful where you put your head. It may be comfortable for the moment right now, but you're losing. I don't know whose word is this. You're losing something. You're losing something. Every time the devil brings a temptation to me, this is how I look at it. What is he about to take from me? Because he... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because what he wants to take must be bigger than what he's given me. You know, it's not, so, it's not so much of what he's presented to me. It's what does he want to take from me? Yeah, yeah. Because he's transactional like that. Be careful where you lay your head. Because you can lay your head on Delilah's lap. And in the morning, your hair is good. But the beautiful thing about Samson's story is because that's not the end of his story. The Bible says, how be it? His hair began to grow again. <laughs> the devil is such a foolish guy. You know why he's foolish? If I get somebody and they tell me his power is here. I will employ a barber. Are you joking? You don't want me? The next morning, if you see anything, take it off. Shave everywhere. Just if a shop, shave his beard, shave his armpit, shave everywhere. Just in case the power leaves his hair to any other junction, like the amen. I would shave it, but they left him to die because they did not believe that his God will forgive him. So when he disobeyed God like that, because their God does not forgive. Oh, God. You understand? Their God does not forgive. So they believe that Samson's God too. For this mess, Samson, you're done for. But the Bible says, how be it is hair began to grow again. Do you know Samson's prayer? He didn't have a good pastor like me. I would have taught him how to pray. Samson didn't ask God for forgiveness. Samson said, Lord, avenge me for my enemies. He was not religious like you and I. He said, Father, you know, I've made you too small. Oh, Lord. Forgive me. Samson knew he was forgiven. So when he got to the place, he didn't say, Father, I know. I messed up. And Delilah, I see Bobby, you guy to me. No. That's what he went there and said, Lord, avenge me for my enemies. And in that time, he was a shadow and a picture of Jesus on the cross. Because something killed more, so it was not about his death. Look at Jesus on the cross. He saved more people than his lifetime. So it was not about his miracles. It was about dying on the cross. Somebody shout glory. You see that? So Jesus was not about the miracles. It was about dying. So the purpose of the scripture is to see the role of Christ. When you see the role of Christ, you see salvation. What I'm saying to you, give me this, give me this. God had salvation plan. And come, 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 come. And gave it to Jesus to deliver. So Jesus is the delivery agent of salvation. He's the dispatch rider. That's why it's called the deliverer. Uh-huh. It's the deliverer. He came to deliver salvation. Now, if salvation is with Jesus, and I am here, I don't know Jesus, and I'm looking for somebody else, and God is saying, I've sent salvation to you. 
But the deliverer's man is Jesus. But you don't know Jesus. You can't get salvation. You get something else. You get a pastor that was not for you. That's why you are carrying an idea of God that is not for you. That's why you are having a mentality because you didn't see salvation. So the Bible says that you have known the Hagios Graphe, the Holy Scripture, that is able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Shebakada. Alone. Alone. So when you see Jesus, salvation comes into your heart. You say, well, well, you know, when they preach grace, it just means you can do anything. No, it doesn't mean you can do anything. What it means is that the person that has come into your life does not do anyhow, so you stop doing anyhow. You stop doing anyhow. We don't obey rules and regulations because the regulator lives inside of us. So after a while, you would know what to do. You have new want-tos. You know how to behave. You know how to navigate. You know, some things will just naturally start dropping off. Did you see the testimony last week? Pastor, I'm changing from inside. I don't know what's going on. I'm changing from inside. That means the Holy Ghost, they carry and go away. No, no. You know, plan out. From inside. Because salvation is not outward appearance. It's not behavior modification. It's inner transformation. It's inner. So stop teaching people how to dress. There's no salvation dress. Say, this is salvation. No, no, no. When, once, once salvation enters, you would know how to dress. You dress properly. Nobody will give you rules and regulations, do's and don'ts. Oh, you would know from within you. Christ is formed in you. My daughter is about three now. She's not comfortable when she wants to pee on herself. Daddy, I want to use the potty. Why? We've potty trained her. So she has new want-tos. She doesn't want to pee on herself. Even if we give her a diaper, just sometimes if she misbehaves or she forgets because she's still a child. But there is something growing within that is becoming uncomfortable about peeing on herself. New want-tos. So whilst grace is there to pad you if you mess up, but from within there's a new want-to. Oh. For it is God who works in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. But when you preach, people start hearing nonsense. You say, we should do any... No, 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 no. That's not... It's what you heard, not what I said. I'm responsible for what I said, not what you understood. I'm not the cause of your problem. No. I'm not the cause of your problem. No, 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 no. But what we are preaching is, once salvation enters, the life of God begins to grow within you. John chapter 14, verse 1. Let me show you something. John 14, verse 1. Let me show you. John chapter 14, verse 1. Glory to God. Can we read this in concert? One, two, three, go. Ye believe in God. Believe also in me. So Jesus is saying, it's not enough to believe God. Believe me. You cannot believe God outside Jesus. So. Jesus is God. A-N-O-W, God or very God. K-N-O-W, Jesus. K-N-O-W, God. N-O, Jesus. N-O, fly away, Jesus. Come back, Jesus. It's really that simple. You need a pastor to confuse you. So you must know Jesus. Once you know Jesus, you've seen God properly. So the nature of God in Christ, now watch, watch, this is very powerful. Once it shows you who God is, it exposes the enemy. He exposes the enemy. Let me show you. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3. Let's, let's, Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3. New Living Translation. Easy and a- a- MPC. Can we read this in concert? One, two, three, go. The Son of God 
the sun radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character. So Elijah cannot show you the character of God. He was a servant. Moses cannot show you the character of God. He was a servant. The son who is Christ shows you who? The character of God in Christ. Next, next translation. Let's read this in concert. One, two, three, go. The son's nature is a copy of God's nature. He shows us completely what God is like. Not partially. Completely. So it's only the son that can show you the father. The father cannot show, no, no prophet can show you who the father is. So if you want to know God, you must be the father and the father is the son. So nobody can show you. So if you want to know God, you must know the son. You must know the son. Give, give me the last translation, AMPC. I love, I love AMPC. Let's read together in concert. One, two, three, go. He is the sole expression of the glory of God. The light being, the outrain of radiance of the divine. Watch this. And he's the perfect imprint of the very image of God's nature. So watch this. So if you want to know how God reacts, look at Jesus. Not Elijah. Not Moses. Not the oath. Look at Jesus. They may have prophesied of Jesus to come. Doesn't mean they have the nature of God in Christ. Only Jesus. Oh, feel the anointed. Jesus did not come to defend God. Jesus is God speaking for himself. That means there were many introductions. Jesus now came and said, you know what? I want to introduce myself. People should wait first. You have been calling me. You know that. You know that healing. His Excellency, it's something, something. Commander of this, that they will be healing you. And Jesus said, no, 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 I'm not that. Let me introduce myself. I am the Father. Let me introduce myself by myself. I am the Father. So when you see Jesus, you see the Father. Because Jesus is the Father. AY sent me something last week after preaching. One line and he blessed me. Stop chatting. Because he so I'm just getting to know my Father. And I, I stopped chatting because in my mind, I'm like, wow. So could it be possible that there's been a gross misrepresentation of who our father is? The, the way they even describe God like that, I don't want to be that kind of father. The way religion describes God, even me, I don't want to be that kind of father. That's why I'm saying that the identity of God in Christ, it shows us his identity, it shows us our reflection. Because you are like your father. Oh... When they say the apple doesn't fall, fall far from the tree, what they are saying is that you look like your father. For those of us in faith, we are not the apple falling far from the tree. We are the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord. So we, so if you don't know, you, see, let me say, have you ever seen Christians that are badly behaved? Angry. So they won't curse you. Go punish you. Die. That is the God that they know. Are you listening to me? That is the God that they know. If I be a man of God, tomorrow, die, die. They've not been able to keep worrying. Stop it. God does not kill. Because they elected him there thinking that he would die for our brother to become president. If he, Jesus died for him. Jesus died for him. Jesus died for boo-boo. I said, come and beat me. I said it. So those die, die. Why they are quick to prune at is their faulty revelation of Abba. So they are quick to pronounce judgment because they have a distorted revelation. 
So your revelation of God, it shows you his true identity and he gives you the ref re ref reflection of who you are. You are going to behave like the one you call father. You are going to behave like the God that you worship. If he's merciful to you, you'll be merciful to people. If he's punishing you, 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 you will serve them with Otu. Are you listening to me? You see, you cannot escape it. And I've said, God, let me go to the scripture because you guys are not seeing what I'm saying. So let me, let me tell you something. The word devil was mentioned four times in the whole Old Testament. The word Satan was mentioned 15 times. And in that 15 times, 11 in Job chapter 1 and 2. So let's talk now. No, no, let's talk. So if you add four, yeah, and 15, it's 19. So in the whole of the Old Testament, devil only appeared less than 20 times. Is it that good? Doesn't it show you that this guy, they were really disguised? Because the devil was not revealed in the Old Testament. He was hiding under the word L-O-R-O-D, Lord. So when you see Lord in the Old Testament, it doesn't necessarily mean God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Introduction of the devil. Genesis, open your eyes like this, wide. And let me show you the introduction of the devil. Genesis chapter 3 verse 1. First mention. Genesis 3 verse 1. Let's see the nature of the devil. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast. of. The so the devil is more crafty than wicked. Oh, you got it. He's more corny than dangerous. Some say we've, we, against the wise of the enemy. What we start thinking is one beast don't show with knife. No. No, the devil doesn't come like that. The devil comes subtle. The devil knows your spec. He will wait until you get to the white house of your destiny and send your Monica Lewinsky. Are you? Then there you start shouting, God, I beg you. Are you listening to me? So the devil's identity in the Old Testament was hidden. It was not obvious. Because the introduction of the devil is that he is a... That's where you get that term. Green grace in... It's green grace in grass, not green grass. Nigeria, stop it. Grass is green before. So it's green snake in grass. Not green snake in green grass. Grass is... You get pinky grass before. Sure. Is green. That's a in grass, not green snake in green grass. That's a sign. That's the signature of the devil. So in the Old Testament, the devil's nature was the green snake in grass. So it was hiding. Okay, you know I explain this a lot. In L O R O D, in the Old Testament, doesn't necessarily mean God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. For Medo State, if you say a hierobo. It means my guardian angel is my protector. If you say Osarobo, it means God is my protector. But if a believer says Ehiorobo, you know that that guardian angel is God. It's the Igbo metaphysics called Chi. Yes, chi doesn't necessarily mean Chuku. Yes, That's why there's another expression, Chuku Dima. Mm -hmm. Chuku Dima is different from Chi Dima. Yes, chi Dima means the deity is good to me. Etymologically speaking, go and find out. I did Igbo metaphysics in school, in philosophy. Don't I know what I'm talking about? Obangeji is different from Allah. So in the Old Testament, there are many terms that are open. Lawyers, when you go to court, what do you do? My Lord. Is, are you saying it's your God? 
but he's the Lord of that place. You say what? My Lord. And you can say my Lord, but you know you're, you're not Jesus. So you know you're not my God. You just stand up and say, my Lord, may I? May I, my Lord. May I? My Lord, may I? So in the Old Testament, the word L-O-R-O-D, I'll show you in scripture. But what is the meaning of green snake? No, snake in grass. Green snake in grass. Let me show you the, the definition. Green snake in the grass. The idiom is referring to an enemy always hiding his head, yet present where you do not expect him. Watch this. A treacherous or deceitful person who has an ability to enter the scene without being seen. And has mastered the art of concealing his destruction. So when you see somebody say, this guy in a green snake oh, for grass. Let me say, you know, go see him come. Oh. You, know, you know, for me, we come. We are very different. If we like you, we like you. We not like you, we not like you. And if I come, I can see people different. That's the devil. So let me show you one classic example. Of, of, of this thing I'm talking about. I hope you... I, let me say something. Learning something new is very difficult, Philip. But what is more difficult is on learning what you have learned. So as I'm talking here, the people who are fresh bees in Christ without religion... As I'm talking, they're fighting. No. The ones who their uncles and aunties were dicking in that Mualerun Baptist church. As I'm talking, they're fighting. No. Not true. No. No. I'm not the cause of your problem. It's religion. Don't fight me. So the people who are just newly saved are getting blessed. But the religious mind, uh-uh, can you say that? That's not true. But, so when you start preaching, they start saying, are you now saying? Do you now mean? Does he mean that? So we can now? It's religion. It's just religion. So the problem is your ability to, you know, when I was growing up, I used to pray crazy prayers like, one day I prayed, I said, Father, I soak my food with the blood of Jesus. The Holy Ghost laughed at me. I said, Holy Ghost, why now? He said, Flourish, listen to all the prayer you just prayed now. You soak your food. Nazobo, you soak them with the and you chop them. So I started looking. I said, okay, how did Jesus pray before he ate? The Bible says he took it, he blessed it, and gave thanks. But we now move from there to I sanctify this food in Jesus' name. Do you know what that means? Sanctify means you shouldn't eat it. Is that you are set apart. Now sacrifice me that too. Except you say, I sanctify this food for the nourishment of my body. I'm teaching you how to pray intelligently. Say amen. Yes. I learned that then you are traveling. I soak the road with the blood. How many liters? How many liters? The blood of Jesus was shed once for all men, once for all time, once for all sins. Period. The blood is no longer flowing. It is speaking. It's a receipt. It's for the purchase of your redemption. Stop that rubbish. It's for your redemption. I soak the road, and you'll not be seeing in your, in, in your mind, you'll be seeing blood just flowing. And you'll not be wondering why you break the node. You put blood on the road. Put 33,000 liters of road of blood because you are petrochemical, you supply blood. 
the blood speaketh. If the name of Jesus is a master key, the blood of Jesus is a receipt that must be tender in the junctions of your destiny. What is the receipt? I am the redeemed of the Lord. Like you plead the feet, I plead the blood. Did you do it? I don't know. Did you not do it? I don't know. What, what do you plead? I plead the blood. He was wounded for my transgression, bruised for my, the chastisement of my peace was upon him. And by the stripes, I am healed. The Bible says, blessed be God who has blessed me. I am forgiven. Perfect, but I am forgiven. Go hold who forgave me. Leave me alone. Deal with it. So you must constantly tend that the blood. I'm the redeemed of the Lord. The blood of Jesus speaks better things for me than the blood of Abel. The blood speaks. The blood speaks. Today I amplify the blood of Jesus over your life and your businesses and everything that concerns you. I decree that the blood speaks for you. If this is your word, shout amen, somebody. Command the speakings of the blood of Jesus. So I had to unlearn. I had to unlearn. And unlearning is difficult. They told me if I don't pay my tithe, my life will be tight. I unlearned it. Somebody told me in church, the month I didn't pay my tithe, that's the month God blessed me. Because God does not need your tithe to bless you. The New Testament doesn't have percentage. The percentage in the New Testament is generosity. As you are led, give. Period. Then we said all manner of stupid things. Oh, we did. Oh, come on, I did. If you're suffering, check your offering. If you are sick, check your seed. If you are tight, let you check your tightening. They rhyming rubbish. The Lord is presently present to present to present to anyone who's presently presenting his present. <laughs> Presenter. Thing. The presenter. I had to unlearn. It was difficult for me to unlearn. And that's why you must show grace to people who don't get it yet. Don't go, please, whilst you show them, the purpose is not just to win an argument, it's to show them Jesus. It's to show them Jesus, please. It's to show them Jesus. Whilst you teach them, and sometimes you're teaching them may be argumentative, it may be intense, but make sure you leave them showing them Jesus. Because I was once like, I did not know, but I, I got to the end of my say, there's something wrong. You must remember PK fourth generation. Like, you know, there's something wrong with this whole practice. It not really makes sense. If this God I keep saying is the God we are serving, I don't want to serve him. If it's this God that I don't want to serve, this God that's bipolar, that if you don't wake up one side, he'll punish you. The next morning, he'll feel bless you. This one that has mood swings, I will not serve him. That's how I began to investigate the nature of God in Christ, that only Christ can show you who God is. Did Christ kill? He didn't kill. Why do you want to kill? The Christ... They, somebody will be going through infirmity. You say the Lord is teaching them a lesson. Which, the God will never use the devil's tool to train his child. You train his child. God is not that petty to use the devil's instrument to train his child. There's no pettiness in him. In him, there's no darkness at all. He's pure light. No variableness. No shadow of turning. Are you with me this morning? Let me show you some scriptures. Glory to God. We need to raise the calls. Glory to God. <laughs> Let's do 2 Samuel 24 verse 1. Let me leave something. 2 Samuel 24 verse 1. 2 Samuel 24 verse 1. Can we read this together? 1, 2, 3, go. 
Does this make sense to you? The anger of God was moved. In general, the, first of all, God has no anger. This is how you know the nature of God. When you, when you read some things, you're able to say, eh, 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 this Lord is not, Daddy don't act like that. Daddy does not act like that. He says the anger, there's no anger, anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel. And they moved, the, the anger now moved David against them to say, go and number Israel and Judah. So the God caused anger to get David to do problem. Then he now punished them later. What, what, is that not Nigeria last man? <laughs> that you are passing one way, go, go, they look like this. As you enter, hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. you where your brass exactly what you are reading here. Does this look like God to you? I'm asking you where your brain when you are reading the Bible. What's revelation? But you smoke the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel and moved David against them. So that Lord there is not our God. Let me prove it to you. Second, first Chronicles 21, verse 1. Let's see. Read one, two, three, go. Eclair B. Are you see? The same account. Oh. So when Chronicles they began to write, they say, ah, it was not God, oh. it was a devil. <laughs> they inter- now de- Satan, Diabolos. But in that time, Satan was hiding in the word Lord. And Satan stood up against Israel and provoked David to do censors. By the way, there was not there's nothing wrong in censors, but what David was doing was relying on them, not just counting them. You get what I'm saying? Just want to show. Yeah. So God saw his heart to count his people, not to number them. His strength, he was trying to rely on. Okay, let's do this. Let's check this scripture. Give me in the message translation. One, two, three, go. Let's read. The green snake. The green snake. In grass. He entered the scene. And then seduce David to do census. But you can read Second Samuel and say, you see, hey, the Lord will be angry with you and cause you to do something stupid. Father, in your anger. <laughs> Father, in your anger. Cause them to kill themselves. Father, are you praying? And if that is your idea of God, that is the reflection of your life. That's how you start fighting things that are not existing looking for things that are not lost. Because in your mind, that's how your father treats you, then that's how you treat yourself. Let, let see, it, takes, it takes diligence to do what I'm doing to you. Yeah. Go around and check. It's not, it's not a walk in the park. It takes diligence to do what I'm doing to you. Then what happened? Uh, Moses, Moses, you know, Moses, let me explain to you. We've done it before. I don't want to go back there. The person Moses spoke to at the mountain is who? Thank you. So Moses had a relationship with angel, but he didn't know. He thought it was God. So the Bible calls it L-O-R-O-D. Angels fall into that category too. So because Moses and angels were in charge of that administration, the angels, it was not God. It was. So it was a case of if you misbehave by law, you get recompense. It was not God. It was actually the absence of God. Moses himself authorized killing, but we call it God. But until you read properly, 
Exodus 32. Let me read something. Exodus 32, from verse 1 to 2. Amen. Wait, don't worry. You, is, is it boring? No. Okay. Okay. And when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down, come down out of the mount, the people gathered themselves together and Aaron and said unto him, Up, make us our God. Moses, because Moses was their God. In hungry, come down. Are you getting it now? Uh-huh. So make us our God, which shall go before us. For as for this Moses, the man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we what not what is because we don't know it in. Next verse. Next verse. And Aaron said unto them, Break off thy golden. E-. This is where those people say, Don't wear earrings. This is where they got it from. Break up thy golden earrings which are in the, in the ears of your wives no no you must read it read it one two three go no it's a, all of you it's a lie you must read it nonsense read it one two three go which are in the ears of your wives of your sons stop saying earring nasin say you know like I'm stop it you can say my culture, I, 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 it rubs me off the wrong way. I, I would not want my child to do that. That's your opinion. But don't bring Bible into the matter. That becomes insidious, not exegesis. Insidious is you manipulating the Bible to please you. Exegesis is let the Bible speak for itself. It has a voice. See the boys wore earrings. It don't tell nobody today. So this is what they removed from them, and people now say that's why you shouldn't wear earrings. Throw them away. R- really, you want us to go there? So throw your earrings away because it's of the devil. Because I know that you are here, I will prove it to you. Like Mount Zion that cannot be moved. So everybody they hail, they, people are getting blessed. Are people here? Mm. Like Mount Zion that cannot be moved. That one when you talk not correct. Spread like second wave for your seat. Because as you are here, you are waiting for the one that you want to hold. Then you come there and say, but you said this. Like some confused people that came some weeks ago. See, give me Ezekiel chapter 16. Give me Ezekiel chapter 16. After preaching properly, you are hearing rubbish. I'm not the cause of that problem. Let's read. I date thee also with... Read it. One, two, three, go. I date thee also with ornament and put bracelets on thy hands and chain on thy neck. This is God speaking to Israel. He said, I deck you. God's about to deck you. He said, I, you know, I don't want I deck you. See that, that guy, that guy, the deck. This is God speaking. To, give me the next verse. God punish the devil. And I put a jewel on thy forehead. Amen. Uh, 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 uh. He did it. Sunita, he did it. 
on your forehead and earrings in the ears full crown on thy God is about to beautify your life I say God is about to beautify your life shout amen somebody God is about to beautify your life beauty is coming out of your life look what is this Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let me show you something. Give me verse 13. See verse 13. No. Toss was thou decked with gold and silver, and thy raiment was of fine linen of silk. Don't stress me. Embroidered work that thou didst set fine flour and honey and oil. And thou was exceeding beautiful, and thou didst prosper. And I prophesy, that from today, you will lack food, you will lack good clothes, you will lack good houses, you will lack any good thing. It is delivered to you right now. If this is your word, shout amen, somebody. I have decked you. not to wear your earring see listen to me see, see. if you now decide not to wear there's nothing wrong with that but don't force us into your conviction don't do that don't let's go back to let's go back to exodus and now can we go and also go so let's go exodus exodus 32 verse 19 verse 9 from verse 9 from verse 9 let's watch this from verse 9, give me from verse 9. And the Lord said to Moses, I have seen the, these people. Listen to this Lord and Moses' conversation. And behold, it is a stiff necked people. They're not a year old. Next verse. Next verse. Now, therefore, let me alone that my wrath may wax hot against them. Can you imagine? Is this God? He said that my rot may wax hot against them. Now, why? It, bad enough say you get rot, it won't wax some hot. <laughs> that I may consume them and I will make of the. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> How you want to make them when you don't consume them now? Next, next verse, next verse. And Moses besought the Lord, his God, and said, Lord, why doth thy wrath wax hot against thy people, which thou hast brought forth out of the land of Egypt, thy great power and with a mighty hand? Next verse. Wherefore should the Egyptians speak and say, for mischief did he bring them out to slay them in the mountains and to consume them from the face of the earth? Turn from thy fierce wrath and repent. Moses, they tell God, may repent of the evil. And something doesn't tell you that this is not your God. So when the Bible now says he dealt with angels, does it make sense to you? Say me they repent. May God repent of the evil plan. 
So God don't get evil. Wow. Uncle Mo. Mingo, I greet you. Wherever they keep your body. Next verse. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, thy servant, of to whom thou swearest by thy own self, and said unto them, I will multiply your seed as the stars of the heaven, and all the land that I may spread it forever. Next, of will I give unto your seed, and they shall inherit it forever. Next verse. Please, let's read it together. I just go back now. No, now you almost read it too. I just go back now. I'm going to read it back. One, two, three, go. Now, wow. God also found, hey. He now repented of the evil. Metanoia. Okay, no, let's keep that verse 14. Can you see that? That the person he was speaking to, whoever that is said, I have repented and I will not do this again. And I don't agree. You don't... You don't calm me down. You don't pacify me. Fantastic. So see verse 15. And Moses turned and went down from the mount, and the two tables of the testimony were in his hands, and the tables were written on both their sides, and one side and the other side were they written. And the tables were the work of God, and writings was the writing of God graving um, on the tables. Next verse, continue. Continue. And when Joshua heard the noise of the people as they shouted, he said unto Moses, there is a noise of war in the camp. Next verse. It's something new. He said, it's not the voice of them that shout for mastery. They've not invented something new. Neither this is the voice of them that cry because they are being overcome. No, but the noise of them that sing, do I hear that they are singing? Next verse. Next verse. Let's read it all. And it came to pass, as soon as it, he came nigh unto the camp, that he saw the calf and the dancing, and Moses' anger waxed hot. Why? Is the, hey, hey, now the man when he relates to it. So the identity of God, you know, determines the reflection that you do. And in conversation is where you have fellowship. The person you are conversing with, fellowshipping with, finally comes into your ship. Yeah. Fellowship. So you are dealing with somebody who uses the F word and S word and say, pardon my French. After a while, you will start using the F word because by fellowship, you have received the ship. The fellow has come into your ship. So in relationship with God, the revelation of God you see is the reflection of who you are. The person he spoke to just now, he anger. So when he came down, now, he carried the man's anger. The person's anger. Moses' anger waxed hot. Because the person he spoke to, his anger was waxing. He cast the thing. And he cast the tables out of his hands. And break them beneath the mouth. Let's see verse 26 to 28. Are you willing to see this? I have said we can delve into the next part and we'll close. Then Moses stood in the gate of the camp and said, Who is on the Lord's side? Let him come unto me. And all the sons of Levi gathered themselves together unto him. Verse 27. And he said unto them, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, Put every man his sword by his side 
and go in and out from gate to gate throughout the camp and slay every man, his brother. When did the Lord tell Moses that? That is his anger. And every man his companion and every man his neighbor. 28. And the children of Levi did according to the word of Moses. Not the word of the Lord. Because Moses was the Lord there. And they fell of the people that day, 3,000 men. Who killed them? I can't, who killed them? Moses. And he did it by saying, Thus says the Lord. Every man carries sword, go and kill. So a pastor can come and say, Please find out which Lord is that. Find out which Lord is that. See, so people died that day because Moses said, kill. And meanwhile, when he spoke with the Lord, he pacified him. The man said, now, I've repented. So your revelation of God determines the reflection of the believer. Are you seeing that? So if you think that your God is bipolar, you'll be behaving like that too. John 10.10, 10, the devil comes not but to steal, kill and to destroy. I am come that you may have life and that you may have it more. I decree death is reversed over your life. I said death is reversed over your life in the name of Jesus. So Jesus came to expose the identity of the devil. John chapter 8 verse 44. Let me show you something. Can we read together? Ye are of your father, the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. One, two, three, go read the remaining part. He was a murderer from the beginning. Are you seeing this? So he was the one killing people from what? Hebrews chapter 2 verse 14. Let me show you something. Hebrews 2 verse 14. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, destroy him who have likewise took part of the same, that through death, watch this, he might destroy him who had power of death. That is, so who had the power of death before? So until Jesus died, he took the power of death. By dying, he destroyed he who had. Oh, glory. By dying, he destroyed he who died. It's like vaccination. You take the virus, you dissolve it in your body. So when it comes, it can no longer affect you. So by dying, he destroyed he who had. 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 The power over death. So the double-edged sword is Jesus' body, the identity of the Father, and the reflection of the believer. That's why I like this. Jesus, Omeka, Naya, I worship you today. Jesus, Omeka, as the Father. I bow before Jesus, Jesus, Omeka, Naya, I worship Oh God. I bow before the throne. So as you see Jesus, you see the Father, you see your reflection. Did you see that? As you see Jesus, you see the Father, and you see your reflection. As you see Jesus, you see the Father, you see your, your reflection. You see Jesus, you see the Father, you see your reflection. So if you want to see your reflection, look at Jesus. If you want to know how you really are, look at Jesus. For Jesus. Colossians chapter 1 verse 15. Let me show you something. Colossians 1 verse 15. 
One, two, three, go. Let's read the concert. Who is the image of the invisible God? The firstborn. Did you see that? So Jesus is the image of the invisible. At the same time, the firstborn of every creature. Oh, glory to God. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. The word firstborn there is not an English word. It's prototokos. Prototokos is from the word. It's where you get the word prototype from. Prototype means that if Mercedes is going to make a car, they'll do a range, do a G-Wagon, and they'll put a dummy inside, put a rock, then run the car through to see if the airbags are working properly, if the car somersaults. Now, once he passed the Mercedes-Benz test, they now reproduce more. So Jesus is the prototokos of new creation. Jesus is the prototype of the believer. So Jesus, once is the identity of the Father, he is the prototype of the believer. As he is, so are we, even in this world. What is in Jesus flow, Jesus cannot, what is not in Jesus cannot flow in me. What affects Jesus can affect me. What cannot affect Jesus cannot affect me because I am as he is. Not as he was. As he was, he was powerful. As he was, he walked on water. As he was, he raised the dead. As he was, he, filled, he fed people. But not as he was, as he is Christ, the glorified. As he is right now. The Bible says we have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we even in this world. So we are not, we are not scared of judgment. We have boldness in the day of judgment. We can walk right to him in the day of because as he is, so are we. He cannot punish himself, so he cannot punish me. I am as Christ. Christ is living and walk. In him I live. In him I move. In him I have my being. This is the identity of the believer. The identity of the believer. The identity of the, the reflection is Christ. The identity. So when you see Christ, he shows you the identity of Father. Then he shows you your reflection. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, you can, I can hear glory to God. Glory to God. James chapter 1 verse 5. Let me show you something in James. James chapter 1 from verse 5. James chapter 1 from verse 5. Glory to God. James chapter 1 from verse 5. Let's see it. It says, if any man lack braided not, him ask God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraided not, and it shall be given him. Give me this in TPT in the Passion Translation. I want to show you something. Give me TPT, verse 5 in TPT. Let's read together. One, two, three, go. If anyone longs to be wise, ask God for wisdom and he will give it. He won't use your lack of wisdom as opportunity to scold you over your failures, but he will overwhelm your failures with the generous grace. That's the nature of God. That's the nature of God. That's why he's called a savior. That's his title. So when you're drowning, he doesn't say, look at you, you're drowning. Take this book, swim for dummies. Learn how to swim for, by dummies, for dummies. No, he jumps in and brings you out. Because that's the savior. He's called savior. It's his title. That means you cannot save yourself. Heaven doesn't help those who help themselves. Heaven help those who admit that they cannot help themselves. That we may boldly say, the Lord is our helper. Glory to God. Give me verse 6 in King James. I'm going somewhere with this. Verse 6 in King James. But let him ask in faith, not wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. Let me see verse 7. 
Verse 7. Watch this. Let's read together. One, two, three, go in concert. One, two, three, go. Let's go. It is that God will give him anything. Because he has given us all things that pertains to life and godliness. But the way you perceive is the way you receive. Oh God. Oh, let not that man think he can receive anything. Not that God will give you something. He's given us all things. But you are not receiving because maybe you think God is angry with you. God is about to punish you. God is trying to kill you. God has records of your sin. God can't wait to take you out. No. When you know the nature of God in Christ... You know your nature as a believer. You see your reflection. You know, I used to stay in a house. I shared this with festivals. Let me share it with you. I used to stay in a house when I just moved in um, a while ago. And you know where I used to stay before, Alex? Too many security checkpoints to get to my house. It was so bad that when my father-in-law visited me one time, he said, ah, I've not been to Asso Rock, but I know it's not this difficult. Because they will check you here. You drive again, they'll check you here. And I, you know, we, we loved it. We just pride on it that, you know, the security in our place. Now I had a neighbor upstairs, very friendly. So, of course, new neighbors, how are you doing? I will smile. Then the next day, I saw her. And I was, you know, hi. And she gave me a straight face. So I told my, I said, that neighbor upstairs, she's bipolar. That don't greet her. Today she will greet you. Tomorrow she won't greet you. So the next day, she now saw me, she now smiled. I looked at her like this. I'm like, how, how are you? You know that? One day, you take your drug today. And I left. One day, I came downstairs and I saw both of them. It was identical twin sister. I didn't know they were identical twin. I said, oh, it makes sense. Won't know me, won't know me. It made sense to me. So one day I'm jogging in the morning and I saw the one who's my neighbor in the house. So we had vibed, you know, so I did go jog, man. And as I was jogging, I saw this other sister driving into those plenty security and because I guess won't be for them I will say it's not our it's not our, it's not our resident come on tell her to park so I will now say don't worry I know her let her in but the security men couldn't stop her you got it so when they came they were calling her, her sister's name. Blessed is he who comes. So when she came in, they actually thought her sister drove in because she looks like the sister. She's identical like the sister. Brothers and sisters, God wants me to tell you, every with the brother's garment, look like Jesus. You are like Jacob who comes in with the brother's garment. His name is Esau. You look like Jesus. So guess what? You get the blessing of Jesus. You get the portion of Jesus. You get the seat of Jesus. You get the benefit of Jesus. You get the power of Jesus. You get the success of Jesus. You get the anointing of Jesus. You get the lifting of Jesus. You get the miracles of Jesus. You get the power of Jesus because you come in the name of the Lord. For as he is, so are we even in this world. If Jesus cannot be cursed, it means I cannot be cursed. If Jesus cannot be bound, it means I cannot be bound. If Jesus cannot be stopped, it means I cannot be stopped. If Jesus cannot be held down, it means I cannot be held down. If Jesus can go through, it means 
strike and go through. Lift up your hands, oh ye gates, be ye lifted up, ye ancient everlasting doors, that the King of Glory make. Who is this King of Glory? Commander-in-Chief of the armed forces of the heavens and the earth. In him I live, in him I move, in him I have my being, as he is. Jesus is the identity of Abba, but is the reflection of flourish. Yes. Hope. So God sees you as He sees Jesus. Oh God. I say God sees you. So my brother-in-law Ike has two children. Twins, two girls rather. One is Corim and Harry. There's one that believed that I love her more than the other one. So God has no favorite children. God just has children who believe that they are the favorite children. It's not because he has favorite children. We just have some stubborn children who believe that they are the favorite children of God. Are you listening to me? But the problem is, the other one knows how to stay calm. The one who feels she is in love. Because you can't buy... You can't buy one gift for twins. You would have to buy two. Same kind. Whatever God does for Jesus. So God can love Jesus more than you. Oh, it will take you time to process that. God can love Jesus. He loves you as much as he loves Jesus. So when he says, this is my beloved son, you are his beloved son. Accepted in the beloved. Well pleased with you. So you don't have to perform to belong because you're already accepted in the beloved. So when you see Jesus, you see the identity of God. You see your reflection. Oh, let me end with this. I'm done. The Bible says, in a glass, beholding in the mirror. Corinthians, Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 3.18. It says, but we all, hey, where's my handkerchief? Ajato. See, we all, not with closed face, no law, with open face, that we all looking like him already. Are you with me? Uh, yeah, 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 I'm going to. We all looking like him already, with open face, beholding in a glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory. So who you look at determines who you are changing to. Are you listening to me? The direction you look determines what you see. What you constantly behold is who you eventually become. So who you are looking at determines who you If you are looking like Elijah, you will be calling fire from heaven. If you are looking like Moses, you will be giving rules and regulation. If you are looking like Jesus, you will come with grace. You will come with peace. You will come with power. You come with prosperity. Who? Give me the next translation. God, I think you The next translation. He says, so all of us, who are of the Lord, as the Lord can see the reflection, can reflect the glory of the Lord, as the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like Him, as we are changed into His glorious image. So the more I see Jesus, because the revelation of Jesus unveils the believer. The more I see Jesus, the more I see myself. 
the more I know Jesus, the more I know myself. The more I understand Jesus, the more I understand myself. As he's revealed, I am unveiled. Let me show you something. Let me show you something. Lion King. You know Lion King? Simba is who? The father? The son. Mufasa is the father. Mufasa had died. Simba is there. And there is was that small bed. Zazu is the Holy Ghost. Zazu is the Holy Ghost telling Simba, you're not a dog. Zazu is telling Simba, you're not a dog. Lion, not a born goat. And said to Simba, your father is alive. Simba said, huh? my father, I'm, oh, come on. Feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Jesus. Your father is telling you, my father, how? How? He says, come, let me show you where your father is and brought him to the still waters the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want he makes me lie down in green pastures he leads me beside still still waters was the only mirror they had in that time what David was saying is that when you see the word of God you will know who you are so Zazu said your father Dafiki said your father is still alive he said my father cannot be alive he said let me show you your father and they opened with open face beholding as in a glass the image oh God you know what the Holy Ghost just said to me somebody's about to roar Oh, holy Ghost, somebody's about to. Ah! Oh God! The Holy Ghost, somebody's about to roar. In the glass. But he led him to the water and said, Look, as you behold, you become. As you keep seeing, you are transformed. So as he saw, he saw his father. He didn't see his timidity. He didn't see his failures. He saw his father. For hearing is the righteousness of it revealed, not the fault of man. When you see Christ, the righteousness of God is revealed. When he saw his father, that is the boldness with which he went back and took back his territory. I profess that as you leave this building today, you are about to roar. As you leave here today, your identity shows up. Everyone suffering with any oppression. It is here by bro. I said it's bro. 
come to an end everywhere you have been oppressed chased out of your inheritance like Simba you're coming back now because you have seen your reflection because you have seen your reflection because you have seen your reflection I am going to give you three powerful minutes and in these three minutes I want you to revolt Revolt and the revolting is done. I'm no longer bound. I am like my father. Oh, God said to tell you about the roar. 